Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Mark, and we're in the fifth chapter. And we're at the beginning of one of these Markin sandwiches, as we call them, okay? Mark starts telling us about an event that's occurring, and this event's occurring. But in the midst of this event that's occurring, there's another event that occurs, a wheel within a wheel, shall we say. And then he tells us about that, but then he'll get finished with that, then return back to the original event. And it's a strategy that he uh, uses quite a bit in this gospel. And it really uh, pushes the narrative along. You know, he keeps telling immediately, immediately. But it shows us uh, the intensity of what was happening in Jesus' life. And if you just pay attention to the various things that occurred day in, day in and day out, it's, it's rather amazing. It really begs the question, you know, is, uh, should not our lives be the same way? So let's go to Mark, chapter 5, verse 21. Let me start with the beginning of the account, which we covered in the previous episode. It says this, When Jesus had crossed over again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him, and so he stayed by the seashore. One of the synagogue officials named Jairus came up, and seeing him, fell at his feet, and implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Please come. And lay your hands on her so that she will get well and live. And he went off with him, and a large crowd was following him and pressing in on him. So we see what's happening. Jesus is on the way to the synagogue official's house. His, uh, his daughter is very, very ill. She's at the point of death. And Jesus has agreed to go and do what had been requested, which was what? Lay your hands on her that she would be well and live. Boy, is that not a great proclamation and a great statement. The guy was saying, I believe. I believe if you will lay her, your hands on her, she will live. So they're going. And a crowd is following them, and the crowd is pressing in on Jesus. They're actually uh, jostling Jesus about. They're pressing in. You know, you'll see this type of thing uh, on TV. You actually see this type of thing if you've ever been to a concert or a sporting event where you get crushed in like that. That is the scene, the very next verse. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. A woman who had had a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hands of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was not helped at all, but rather had grown worse. After hearing about Jesus, she came up in the crowd behind him and touched his cloak. Now, that's a pretty convoluted, complicated sentence right there. Okay, to tell us exactly what's going on. Uh, the other Gospels help a lot, too. They actually tell us what she was thinking. She was thinking, if I can just get up to him and just touch the hem of his garment, if I can just touch him, I'll be healed. Now, Jesus knew nothing about this. He didn't know what the woman was thinking. So what was the woman's condition? She was bleeding. Okay, She was bleeding. She'd been bleeding for 12 years. So it's probably pretty obvious that this, this is what we would call a feminine problem nowadays, okay? Something along that line. And there's some really interesting teaching related to this, and I've mentioned this several times in the past, and one of these days I'm going to find it. I ran across a phenomenal teaching and understanding about this years ago, and I can't find it. <laughs> and I don't want to really share it because uh, 
there, there was a lot of not so much nuance, but I don't want to confuse it. Okay, but let me just put it this way: uh, there's likely something that happened to this woman twelve years before. Okay, uh, she'd actually probably been attacked in some form or fashion, and had picked up what we would call a STD type of thing, and here she is bearing with the fruit of that for some 12 years. We get to the end of this account later, we'll find out when one of the other Gospels, you find out that the girl that Jesus is going to heal, she's 12 years of age too. That's interesting. Now this woman, since she's bleeding like this, would have been considered unclean. Okay, She would not have been allowed in the synagogue, or much less in the temple. She would have been unclean by all the standards of the people. The people would not have wanted to be around her, which gives us a little insight right here. She might have been from uh, sort of out of town or out in the country because apparently nobody knew who she was here. Though there was a large crowd, and the crowd was out of town. They were all around. And so they're pressing in and pressing in. She would have had to manipulate and work her way through and press in also to get anywhere near Jesus. But notice what she had put up with all these years. She had endured much. Aside from the physical malady itself, she'd endured much at the hands of many physicians. Now, we readily, we want to come back and say, oh, yes, medicine was so archaic back then. It was horrible, the things they do and this and that. I don't know, okay? <laughs> they did the best they can with what they had, and I highly suspect that when we sort of look down our contemporary nose at them that we're messing up. Because, I mean, the day is going to come if the Lord tarries. When we're going to look back and some of the things that we do right now that consider to be treatments, they're going to be considered to be barbaric too. Never forget how George Washington died, the president. He died at the hands of the best medical people of the day. They did bloodletting on him, which was considered to be standard practice. And they let too much blood out, and he died. Uh, that happens today. It's at the hands of evil today, though. Uh, we actually have a good friend that died recently. And I'm convinced they died uh, at the hand of uh, medical protocol, what the protocol of the day is. Uh, there was a medical protocol that would have brought healing, but because it's not politically expedient, because there's other agendas afoot, uh, thousands upon thousands upon thousands are literally being killed, literally being murdered. Okay, And so she had endured much at the hands of physicians. She'd also spent all the money she spent all that she had uh, with these physicians, and she was not helped at all. And as a matter of fact, was she not helped at all? She had grown worse. She was at her wit's end. She'd heard about Jesus. You notice that? After hearing about Jesus, what had she heard? She'd heard all the miraculous things she'd done. She'd heard all the amazing things that he'd done. So after hearing about Jesus, she comes up in the crowd behind him. She stealthily stalks him, sneaks up on him, and touches his cloak. For she thought, if I just touch his garments, I will get well. Well, there Mark tells us that, right? If I can just touch, I'll be well. Verse 29, immediately the flow of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Immediately, the moment she touched in faith the cloak of his garment, she was healed. And she felt it. The blood was dried up. She felt in her body that she, she was healed of it. Verse 30 again, immediately Jesus, perceiving in himself that power proceeding from him had gone forth, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my garments? See, Jesus felt power go out from him. Let me tell you what, folks. Often when you pray for somebody and you lay hands on somebody, 
You'll feel power. You'll feel heat. Yes, heat. All of a sudden, things will be hot. The person may feel it. You may not. You may feel it. They may not. You, fo- you both may feel it. It may not be that way that time. God heals in the way he wants to. But Jesus perceived that power had gone forth from him. So he turns around and says, hey, who touched my garments? Well, the disciples, verse 31, said, you see this crowd pressing in on you? And you say, who touched me? In other words, everybody's touched me. He looked around to see the woman who had done this. But the woman, feared and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Notice what he calls her, daughter. This is one that nobody would have touched because of her uncleanness. This is one that was so desperate, she said, if I can just touch him, I can be healed. She did. It was her faith, her faith in who Jesus was at the level she understood it, what he was able to do at the level she understood it. And Jesus says what? Not only are you healed, Not only go and be healed in your affliction, but go in peace. She was going to have peace now. She was going to have healing now. The Lord will do the same for us if we will allow. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.